0: Hey, what's up? If anyone's actually there this time. Um, if you came from my Snapchat, super, super thank you to you, because I probably know you in real life, so it's, it's awesome that you came to check me out. It's cool to have you here. Um, and if you came from anywhere else, thank you anyways for being here. Um, I'm going to plug this in a couple of different places. This time, I didn't do that on my first episode, but I'm going to do it after I'm done recording this one, and um, hopefully... Some people would tune in and check this out. All right, so in the second episode, it's gonna be uh, clarifying what the first one started to clarify. Um, I just spent the day. I spent the day thinking about how I could structure uh, the podcast and um, how I would how I would do that to make it something where I can. Be able to flow well, and not get stagnant, and as well as make it uh, understand understandable, something that you can listen to and wrap your wrap your head around it. Um, yeah. All right. So I got a couple of different ideas of what I might be able to do for the uh, for my for the basically the next two recordings, and then. The first one is going to be this one. Um, it's going to be a little more on the spiritual side. It's inspired by a conversation I had with um, a couple co workers today because I was curious as to, um, I guess, what their idea of spirituality was. It was mainly one because he, he didn't believe in God. And uh, my other co worker uh, kind of got in there, so uh, I got some opinions from her. But that's what I want to make this episode about. I kind of want to give you guys a clearer picture of kind of exactly where my mind's at, um, when it comes to spirituality and, and the soul and, and, you know, something and things like that. Um, and then I might tell you guys what the next episode might be about, but yeah, so let, uh, I'm going to start off with, I think I already explained it a bit in the last episode. um, So I don't quite believe in the God anymore, like the Catholic or Christian or the one that the majority of people think about when they say God. And since then, it's kind of um, allowed me to be more flexible in the thinking of how the universe might work and how our minds might work and how our souls might work if we do have a soul. Um, And it it has made me feel like I've gotten more in touch with like, with um, energy and my emotions and and vibes and things like that, which sounds kind of hippie-ish to be honest, but honestly, it, I I feel like it has um since I've kind of started thinking of other avenues of fulfillment for for your spirit or soul or like um yeah basically because most people use religion as um a place to search for answers. For how they're feeling and, and how they feel about certain things. Um, and if you don't believe that there's a higher being out there who will sort that out for you or give you the necessary um, power to be able to accomplish what you want or get over what you want, you you still have to do that, right? And if you're not going to go to, say, a higher being for that, you have to do it on your own. With your mind, right? And, you know, we all have um, an idea of ourselves, who we are. So you would think I would just have to uh, talk myself through it. Um, But talking yourself through it will have to deal with a lot of acceptance and and inward, introspective searching of the way you think and, and, um, and how you feel about things and being really honest with yourself. And if you do things like that, You start to use words. This sounds spiritual. Like, if you have to accept things, um, like accept a childhood uh, memory that is is isn't like on trauma level, but it it is affecting you now, um, and you fulfilled whatever idea that memory was causing, like the strife it was causing. You're able to accept it and then um, push past it. It starts, you start to talk more spiritual about it because you're soul searching. That's like really what you're doing. You're, you're going through your psyche and, and problem solving. So it's like religion and spirituality, I don't believe are really like one in one connection, like a direct connection to each other. I think you could probably have one without the other, um, or maybe you have to have religion, and maybe when I think of like, cause the main ones I think about right now are Christianity and Catholic religions, um, and there's other religions out there that have a completely different idea of uh, what a god or god is, like Buddhism. Um, I'm pretty sure Buddhism is mostly about finding the like the answer within yourself. Um, I think it said that buddha after uh meditating for 40 days and not eating that he kind of felt connected with the entire universe um and i find that interesting because ego death leads many people to uh, that same conclusion and that same experience that um the buddha would have felt supposedly when people go through ego death and ego death can be done in multiple ways um It can be achieved through meditation. Um, And the one that almost everyone else probably uses to go through ego death is um, psychedelics, like magic mushrooms or LSD. Yeah. Um, So ego death is kind of like a natural phenomenon. And it has the human psyche go through the experience an emotion of feeling as though they were connected with everything in the universe, and if they don 't feel like they're connected with the universe, um, some people say they come to the realization that they are no different f- than the materials that make up the universe like if you don't feel like you're connected you it, it, like at your core, you feel exactly how interconnected you are with the universe around us um, and I think many people have forgotten that because of the way we've been we've been living. I guess, uh, in recent times, it's a lot more urban. You know, there's cities everywhere. You're, you, you're surrounded by people and you're surrounded by things that make up today's society, like convenience stores and um, and malls and, and theme parks and things like that. And all of those are like man-made structures. So it's going to be structuring our minds. Okay, so like if, if the world we live in is man-made the way our minds is going to grow and develop into because like your mind works off patterns and you know if you live in one place you'll start doing day-to-day things in a pattern you'll go to places and like months over months and over years patterns will form of like driving down the same street every so often because of like um situations are very similar to the other day or the year before and things like that you know um your mind is going to start getting structured it's like it's your your mind structure is being made by other humans, right? It's not as in touch with your your I, uh, for the lack of a better word, primal side. I I just want I want to connect the word primal with nature, you know the way nature is and the way animals are and the animals can be the animal kingdom can be pretty gruesome to be honest. Um, but kind of we're like we're disconnecting. Oh, that was a voice crack, sorry. We're disconnecting from the earth that we were born on, right? And before we started building all these cities, there there was um, large congregations of humans and like cities way before them. But the way we do it now is so much more efficient and we can do it at such a higher speed. Back then, large cities would take a long time to become established, like... Lots of years. I don't want to. I don't want to say a number because you know I have I have like no knowledge of it. But if I was to say a number, I'd say fifty to hundred years to form like a really established city that has like a good reputation. You know, um, you can, you can. I guess it would be the same for nowadays. But the way the cities were also made was different. You know, people would have their homes. And they couldn't just stay in, inside the house. I mean, they could, but they didn't have the things that we have nowadays that kind of make us want to stay inside, like entertainment. Like Entertainment is huge for us nowadays because we don't really have to struggle to live. Some people do, but the majority of people don't have to struggle as much as they did, say, in like the 1400s. We have a lot more time for entertainment nowadays. Um, so living much more closely to... Uh, just how animals live mentally and physically, um, I think, gave our ancestors, like, a deep sense of connection with the universe. And when you think about it, I mean, philosophers before we understood, like, way before when we thought that, like, we were the center of the universe and the sun revolved around us, um, people like Galileo would look at the stars and just think about things, right? And they'd have no idea if these things were true or not. They just had to go off how they felt um, yeah this is this is so much easier when I have someone to talk to I, I really do lose uh, like I, I don't lose I, yeah I lose my train of thought but it's like I also lose the track like I went off on a different track and now I don't know what the main track was or where or like the destination was um, I was explaining my idea of spirituality. Wow, I went off on a huge tangent. Um, moving on, though, something I did want to clarify. Dang, that's bothering me, the fact that I just had to abruptly end it abruptly ended like that. Um, what I did want to clarify is most of the things that I'm talking about are just my opinions. I want to make that per- like perfectly clear. It's just my opinions. And um, I wouldn't take anything I say as, like, 100% facts Um Yeah, I do like to learn a lot and I do watch a lot of things that are like uh, educational and like just a bunch of random topics, but I don't write any of it down. I kind of just let it stew in my head and um, the rest of my thoughts kind of come from what I heard and what my subconscious remembers of now the way it thinks the world works. Right. Um, So sometimes the stuff that I say will be like half true, I guess. But the, the, the big thing that I want to do here is not spit out facts. I want to spit out what ifs. I want, to, I want to open doors that you might not have even seen there before so you can look inside. You don't have to step in there and cross the door. You can just see what's on the other side of that door now. Um, and maybe you can start wondering, okay, you know. So yeah, all of this is opinion. None of it's fact. I know that it can all be debated and it can all be disproven and it can't even be proven. Um, But that's not what I'm going for here. What I'm going for here is conversation. Um, Because like, okay, for example, today at my job, I was uh, pouring some salt into a container. I was just filling the container with some salt. And I was reading the, the... the uh the text on the box and it was from uh the girl with the umbrella and they have salt raining on her i forget what the name is i can't believe i forget i was looking at it today um but it said iodized salt and it said that the brand of this company made sure that they only got the finest salt crystals around um and i mean i always knew this salt was a crystal right but we i pour it on my food and you see it go on food all the time and it's such like a basic thing that it goes on food. Um, the, I kind of forgot it was a crystal, right? I'm like, okay, so this is an actual mineral. It's a rock. It's a crystal. Um, it formed from just like a bunch of basic elements. Well, not basic right? elements. The elements that make our party probably, probably pretty uh, complicated in terms of like how simple the universe can get. Um, but point is, it's a crystal and it looks pretty basic and it doesn't look complex. And you put it next to human. And you're like this does not correlate with human at all this crystal human you there's no equal sign there's nothing you can't do nothing um because one's alive and one's not but we put salt on everything because we love the taste salt tastes good on so many foods it's such an agreeable flavor we love it salt and pepper are everyone's go-to around the world and I, w- I guess I just started thinking In terms of like Our tongue Specifically had to be built To be able to taste Different flavors And salt is one of those flavors um, And our tongue Is made up of cells That were specifically specialized To be tongue cells right To taste To taste flavors um, of different uh, physical objects like salt and then like strawberries and peaches and fruit and vegetables and meat and bitter flavors and things like that. There's, there's all kinds of flavors. are sweet, sour, bitter. Um, and it was built to be able to taste all those different flavors. And our mind, which is also specialized tissue cells to be a mind, Interprets those flavors And it forms likes and dislikes Of those flavors, right? And the tongue on its own Doesn't do anything When you put a salt crystal on it The tongue doesn't say Mmm, this tastes good your, your, You, your mind, your brain Says that this flavor is pleasing Your tongue just allows your brain To be able to interpret the flavor so take away the brain and the tongue. is still tasting everything, right? But it, like it's going nowhere. There's there's no one there to, to taste it. When the salt crystal touches the tongue, it still tastes like salt, right? Okay, let me move on. Salt is made up of just a, chemicals. I could probably look them up right now. But we know that it's made up of some chemicals, right? Some atoms, it's made up of really basic units and atoms that when put together taste like this if they're tasted by something that has the capacity to taste and capacity to get the taste and process it, right? Take away the human, the salt will always taste like salt whether the human was there to taste it or not, right? Because let's say so a human did taste it, they record it, they die, no one's ever tasted salt before And someone reads it and say Yo, salt tastes good And it tastes like this And they try to explain how it tastes And it's hard to explain things like that But say they, they do their best Someone would read that And see the salt crystal And if they never taste it The salt will still taste like salt Right, right. Um, Okay So your brain Specifically Evolved to be able to like and dislike certain flavors, right? Now, the way I see the way we exist, I know I explained, I I think I touched on it a bit on the first episode. I think I might've called it the collective unconscious. Um, If your brain... Uh, if I didn't tell you guys it, honestly, it would be just talking about nothing and you would understand. Okay, so let me talk about something that would make sense now. I don't know. It, okay, look, the brain is like a treasure trove of unknowns. We know so little about it. We just know it works, right? So the fact is, it's like, why does the brain... Decide to like certain flavors and not like certain flavors, right? And an even bigger question is like, where does the brain come from? Where does, you know, consciousness and unconsciousness come from in our spirit? Because like, like I was saying, if you don't believe in a God, it opens up your minds to what could be. And like I said, spirituality and religion aren't one-to-one connection, I believe. Um I think you can have a spirit without like a Christian God. Right. Because your spirit would then exist in a state of like saying a collective unconscious, like an unconscious energy that exists in the universe, kind of like gravity just innately exists in the universe. Right. Or how light innately travels light speed. And it's the fastest thing. Right. Something like that. Um, I'll have to explain more on it. But if you keep that in mind, why would that collective unconscious Form likes and dislikes of certain flavors, right? That is something I don't think we'll be able to understand now, but it's the reason I think about that is because it would explain how deeply connected we are with the universe around us, right? Because if we come, if our spirit comes from something that is much more closely related to the actual entire existence of the universe than, say, something like a being created us. Um, the the effect of soul on your mind, I guess, just seems more profound. I think I really would have to explain. The, that's what I was trying to do. I get so off track. Okay. So... Let me explain to you how I think our spirit works. I touched on ego death earlier and how people say they feel connected to everything in the universe or how they realize how closely related they are to everything in the universe. Ego death, what ego death is, at least to people who take psychedelics, when they're when they're undergoing ego death, there's a part of your brain that controls your complex thinking like understanding complex thoughts concepts is controlled by this part of the brain say like um depth and height if you're looking at a sky picture of a skyscraper and you're seeing the shadows and you see the other buildings you're understanding that this building is taller than every other building and if you see the sky in the back and they add some some something to create like uh length and stuff you might be able to tell that this building is a lot taller than every other building because it's a skyscraper per se, right? That's a, I, I would consider that a complex concept or we'll just say that's one right now. Something at that level, um, understanding that would be kind of complex because you would have to take in a lot of different um, information and your brain would have to understand things from the past to know that this is how it's working. To see the shadow it's casting on the ground, to know that that shadow means on that's being cast over the other buildings and maybe it's covering them means that this building is very large, right? Your brain has to be able to understand all that during ego death. What happens is they took an MRI of someone who took LSD and then was undergoing ego death and the colors were red and blue, blue, meaning that there wasn't much activity in that part of the brain and red, meaning there was, and there was everything in between like yellow and orange signifying lighter um, activity and things like that. When someone was going through ego death, the the complex thinking of part of their brain was very blue. There was hardly any activity there. So, what ego death is is the lowering of your complex thinking. You you being able to process complex concepts is greatly reduced, and you your brain is still active. The other parts of your brain are still active, so they're still thinking. It's just right now your brain cannot comprehend. Complex concepts. Um, ego death is something that I can go into deeper. I'll probably go into it deeper on a later episode. Um, because it's also pretty interesting. Uh, seeing how that could fit into a lot of other things. Um, but right now basically ego death. Lowers your complex thinking. And it's really hard to understand things. And it can get to the point. Well yeah ego death is. When it gets to the point that you can't even com- come up with the thought of. Your own self. Like like, think about that. Your brain's complex thinking is lower to the point where you can no longer come up with a concept of your own self. That's me. I am going to the store. I went to the amusement park last week. I need to go to work tomorrow. You wouldn't be able to understand what you mean by I need to go to the store. Because, after a certain point of lowering your complex concept conceptual thinking, you no longer can form the idea of yourself now that's interesting because when you see little kids, if you've ever been around a baby and watched it grow up or, or yeah um, you can kind of see moments where they're starting to come to that there's them that they have an identity, right now you won't be able to see how like if you if you pay attention closely you might be able but when they don't have an identity you might not be able to see the signs that they that they don't have an identity um but you it's much more easy to see signs of when they're coming to find out that they have an identity i remember my little brother had said something to me like two months ago and no 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 i had to be like five because he's pretty young he's um he's only f- i don't know yeah, he's four. Um, so when he was like early three, no, 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 like three and a half, um, versus when he was two, like a year ago, which was recent, he asked me a question about him being late somewhere, and that I don't know. But point is, in my head it clicked that he was coming to terms with um, his ego, like he was forming an ego of uh, of that. And the way ego works is also pretty interesting and something that I want to talk about too um, and how it affects your subconscious and how it deals with your subconscious. Um, but yeah, after a certain point, you can no longer form a concept of yourself, right? Now, if there is no you, how does how does your mind function like that, right? Like if your mind doesn't come up with the idea of yourself, how does it function? How does it go about daily life? Um and I think to answer that question, we need to look at animals. Um, animals do have a sense of self, some of them. Like dolphins have a sense of self and elephants do. Um, well, at least we believe. We can't prove it. But I believe that other animals have a sense of self as well. But I think that the sense of self isn't like a clear cut. You have a sense of self and you don't. I think it's like a gradient. There's a, there's a spectrum and levels of how much a sense of self you can have, um, I guess it would be how complex you think of yourself would be a better way to put it How complex you think of yourself can go up and down like as for a dog um, they 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 have they can differentiate between themselves and other people um, and between other people right they have memory retention and things like that um If you tell them to do something, they can do it, and they can learn. Okay, moving on to dolphins. It said that dolphins can apparently rape other dolphins. If that's possible, because as of now, it said that humans are the only animal capable of conceptualizing rape. Like if we see that um, someone is raped and the victim was clearly not wanting it and the abuser or aggressor knew that we would classify that as rape but in the animal kingdom we see male counterparts of the female counterparts take um they they mate with the other one uh, by force some of the times and we even see when the female will sometimes eat the male right it's pretty gruesome um but yeah, they don't have the same ideas and morals that we that we have the complex uh, complexity to, to make. But dolphins are said to be able to do that. Now, to do that, I think, you would need to have a strong sense of, um, of a self-identity. Because if you know that you're this way, you start to see that there's others. If, if you have a strong sense of you, you can then more clearly differentiate yourself from other people or other animals. Like a dolphin, for, for example, a dolphin will be able to tell that he is this way and that his uh, another dolphin is that way. And he'll be able to maybe learn about the other person because he can learn about himself, because his self of identity is so strong. Um, yeah. So why was I talking about that? oh yeah yeah okay so we're talking about spirituality and i got into the sense of self because if you take away your identity and your self-identity and your sense of self you're left with what right it's just it's like a primal way of living like living off of your core emotions and where do emotions come from right Animals can have emotions. You can tell when a dog is scared or anxious or angry. Same way with other animals like cats, and like like a lot of different animals can show a lot of emotion, right? And the fact is, like their brains are a lot smaller than ours, so they can't have as complex emotion as we can. But the fact is, they can still have emotions. So that wouldn't that make emotions kind of innate, an innate characteristic of a living being, right? If you are alive, you will have emotions. So, emotions have to come from somewhere, right? They would come from the unconscious uh, energy that that exists out there, right? This unconscious energy acts on a brain to give it emotions to allow it to build. Because life has one goal to replicate you know to have sex to mate to have a baby to to make a lineage to to take his dna and hers and pass it on so they can live on that is basically almost all life's main goal um so i guess i also kind of think of life and consciousness as a separate thing I think life is an energy and unconsciousness is an energy and that they work together to create living beings. Um, the unconscious collective, I guess that's what I'll call it to make it easy to understand. I really don't know what to call it. But The unconscious collective can only act upon physical matter if it's specially, specially built to be able to be acted upon. Kind of like anything that's physical matter, gravity can act upon. Like a rock or a house or your body or a car or a cloud. They have mass. Um, if, it, if it if it has a physical form, it can act upon it. But it can't act on our thoughts. Or maybe it can. But it's an intangible force, right? The brain would then be like a radio tuner to tune in to the unconscious energy. Because un- like consciousness is only seen in living beings. And living beings all have a sort of system like a, a central nervous system like a brain you know cells have miniature versions of that the nucleus carries out all the orders of what to do the brain carries out what to do um, so yeah the brain would have been like specifically built to be able to tune in to this energy in the universe that just exists and I think the emotions come from consciousness so that's why other animals would be able to have emotions, right? Because they have a consciousness too, but their brain isn't complex enough to understand that there's a sense of themselves. So their whole way of living is completely different. It's more of primal emotions. They come from the conscious energy, right? Because the conscious energy will give you emotions and the capacity of your brain to think in complex ways will then be, will then influence how far they're able to push their mental boundaries if you can think of very complex thoughts to be able to get an emotion accept it twist it around handle it do whatever you want with it even though like it goes one way like if you're down in the dumps but you need to finish a project and you force yourself to finish a project just because you had that emotion you were able to think rationally enough complex enough to not have that emotion affect your uh in intellectual way of thinking and still get what you need to get done. Animals don't have that luxury. Their brain can't think complex enough. And remember why I was talking about complex thoughts? Because ego death lowers your complex thinking. It lowers your brain's ab- like ability to come up with answers. Right? So you are just experiencing... Experiencing—that's that's, that's all you're doing. Um, but the funny thing about ego death is your brain still tries to come up with answers for the way you're feeling because it doesn't always completely shut it off. There was a little bit of blue light, but it was so small. Um, the majority of that area was completely dark. There is still some complex thinking going there. And that is your brain trying to understand what it can't understand anymore believe i felt it um so it's like where does it like what would an extended ego death state look like what would you think about what would you what would you come out believing in things like that you know um because i feel like when you think when you think philosophically in in very simple terms it, it might it, it's interesting and and intriguing because the universe is made up of very simple things. They create very complex things just like our brain and humans can create things. We create art, we create physical structures and things like that. Um, so yeah, I guess that's kind of my idea of what spirituality might be right now. I'm very open-minded because like my decision to kind of explore other avenues of thinking this stray away from Catholic and Christian gods uh, God is recent so I've just I've been doing a lot of thinking of um, you know what's out there because if, if there is no God this is the only life we have you know and if you live it believing that there might be something else after You might not live this one to the fullest. And if this is the only life you have. I think it's. It's critically important. That everyone lives their life. For fulfillment. You know. Because don't live an unfulfilled life. In hopes that it might be fulfilled in the afterlife. Fulfill it now. Don't put up with. um, Anything you don't have to. or Anything you don't want to. And don't. Don't not take risks because that might lead to regret, you know? It's better to follow your dreams to say that you tried and then, you know, 20, 30 years from now, not having followed them at all and being mad at yourself because you didn't even try and now you can still try, but it's different. Because the world we live in disconnects us so deeply from, like, spirituality and things like that. It's it's such a repetitive, monotonous, day-to-day society life. It's work every day or go to school to then work every day, you know? And work, work, work until you have enough money to be able to do the things that you thought you would have wanted to do later in life. Like go on vacation to... Those exotic tropical islands. Yeah, as a kid, you wanted to do that. Or as you, when you were younger, you wanted to do that. Because that, that signifies that you were successful. That you're lounging at an exotic island, soaking it all up. That means success, right? But then 30 years later, you're like 50 now. And you're sitting on a chair on the beach at an exotic island. And you really and, and what are you gonna be thinking while you're on that island? You're gonna be thinking, I made it. Right? I'm on this island for one week and then I gotta go back to my my job for another year or two years before I can go on another vacation. I have one week here. You're gonna be thinking about the decisions you could have made that might have led you here faster or led you here better because if you can only go on vacation every three years that's three years of you doing what working every day and then find trying to find hobbies well some hobbies is something you need to do but if you start thinking about the fact that you don't want to go back to your job or that your job isn't as fulfilling spiritually for you it's not what you enjoy but i guess it's getting what you need to get done done It might might lead to some regrets. You know, you don't want to end up on that island thinking about what you should have done different. When you're on that island, you need to be soaking it all up. You don't need to be worrying about the past. Because, I mean, even nowadays at like 20-something, you take a week off work, two weeks, they call that vacation. You know, and what do you do on your vacation when you just take two weeks off at your job that's like barely above minimum wage. You probably stay home all day. Maybe go out around your like your, your neighborhood that you always go out. It's not really vacation. It's more like I just didn't have to work this week. You know? You don't want that to be your vacations in your 50s. You don't want your vacation to just be this is a week or two where I didn't have to go to work. And I stayed up late. Or maybe I went out to the movies more often than I would have or a couple theme parks. But are those things that you really wanted to do or are those things that you told yourself you wanted to do because the way that we live there, we, ha- we don't, there's nothing else we can do financially or they took away the passion from other things that we might go do, you know, no one's going to go out in a field for four hours a day and then maybe try to just recreate a beautiful scene in their neighborhood, you know, like a beautiful lake with very nice trees on a on a day where the sun is setting and the clouds look beautiful. No one's going to try to sit on a on a picnic, no, on a on a blanket and even have a picnic and try to just recreate their scenery to create something. Many people aren't going to do that. They're going to go find some other form of entertainment. <sighs> and this feels more like a rant to be honest. Um And note, if this is your only life, you want to make sure you live it to the fullest. You know, I think that's it for now. This was all over the place. Um, I thought I was going to have some structure. It didn't have any structure. But if you enjoyed it, thank you. I'm going to create a page, an Instagram page and a Facebook page for the podcast so you can find it if you do want to. Like it so you don't forget about it Or send me a message Send me any critiques I'm really Really open to critiques I want to know What you think of it What you don't like What you do like If you just want to talk about Anything that I talked about I'm completely down It'd be awesome So um, I'm going to call both pages Plan B And um, If I ask for a name or something I'm going to put W-R-A-Y Ray Um, So that's how you find me I'm out Bye.